This episode of Radio Techers is brought to you in part by Trip Surfer Vacations. Travel is opening up again, and we know you're ready to go. Trip Surfer Vacations has great all-inclusive packages for your next beach vacation and all the info you need to know about your next trip. So whether you're headed to the Cancun, Cozumel, Cabo, or the Caribbean, Trip Surfer Vacations has you guys covered. We even have partnerships for European adventures as well. So we know you're ready to go. Visit TripSurferVacations.com and let them know that Radio Techers sent you. Y'all have fun out there. What you doing? Trying on glasses with Zenny's 3D Virtual Try-On. Wait, are those the actual prices? I say get all of them. Seriously, why not, right? Oh, now I want new glasses. Zenni.com. Quality prescription glasses starting at It's going good. It feels like forever since we've uh, we've spoke with you with us missing the weekend. I wonder if the uh, wonder if the viewers and the listeners missed us. Um, I got some feedback from uh, our, one of the friends of the show, RWGP Chris, who uh, was quite unhappy that he, uh, he he didn't get his weekly fix of uh, Radio Techers on Sunday, but. Real life happens, and uh, congratulations to uh, to Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Texas gentleman. <laughs> yes, well, thank you, Mags. I I, I appreciate that. I, I of course I'm of course the Texas gentleman, uh, uh, Tanner. I guess that's my name, right? Tanner, aka the Texas gentleman. I forgot my name there for a minute. Uh, and of course, right here with me, my good friend and co-host, the hardest working man um, in all yeah. podcasting. This is yeah. me. Yeah, that's you. That's you right there. The hardest working man in all of podcasting, my good friend Mags. Mags, thank you uh, for, for joining me this evening, and thank you for the sentiments. Yes, uh, my my wife, my loving wife, graduated college this weekend, so congratulations to her. Uh, I personally dedicate this episode, or my part of this episode, to, 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 to my wife. Mags, you can dedicate it to whoever you'd like. You can dedicate it to your wife if you want. I can. I'm going. I'm dedicating it to your wife. It's, uh, oh. She's doing really well to to, uh, to uh, gain the qualification. So, yeah, props to her. Props to Mrs. Tanner. Well, thank you. Thank you. I, I'll pass along the word here. Uh, she got her degree in criminal justice, so bad guys everywhere. Oh, Watch oh, out. Oh, uh, I may rescind that then props then. <laughs> <laughs> bad guys everywhere. Be on the lookout. Uh, but while you're doing that, hit that like button, hit subscribe, tell your friends and family about Radio Techers. That'd be greatly appreciated. Um, Mags, Big weekend, big matches, 
lots of uh, of big results and impl- and and, and re- I guess implications upon the Premier League this weekend. Um, goodness, w- where to start? Um, I know we missing one episode, and it was one of the the craziest weekends of, of football. So uh, we've got plenty to cover. Uh, mm. I say we just go along the timeline, get it out of the way, the big story, get the Palace game. Let's let's talk about the Palace game. Okay, okay. We'll talk about... <laughs> I don't want to twist your arm. I don't want to twist your arm. If, you don't, if you're not happy with talking about the Liverpool game, we'll, we'll skip it. I will gladly talk about the Liverpool game, <laughs> as my hat suggests. Um, yes, Liverpool 7, Crystal Palace 0. Uh, Bobby Firmino uh, with that just that big-time energy. Uh, <laughs> he, uh, he put on quite an outstanding performance. Uh, both uh, Firmino and uh, Mohamed Salah, who got subbed on in the second half, uh, we're on braces. Uh, mm-hmm. Nearly got a hat trick. Of, uh, both of them nearly got hat tricks at, at points. Um, also on the score sheet here, uh, Taki Minamino uh, scored in the third minute. Saudi Omane scored in the 35th minute. And, of course, captain, fantastic Jordan Henderson, also on the score sheet here for a 7-0. Uh, just a beatdown. Just a beatdown here. Yeah. Um, and and it, and it wasn't even just a, a standard beatdown. These were some absolute banging goals as well. It was a such a classic, classic performance by Liverpool. Uh, mm-hmm. I have to give them props. This was amazing. Uh, eight shots on target, seven goals. That is clinical. Absolutely mm-hmm. clinical. Mm-hmm. I I feel like something clicked in the the Liverpool Spurs game where they were like, oh, that's right. This is this is who we are. This is how we play. This is what we do. And they 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 got that winner. Uh, Firmino got that winner uh against Spurs and that just I think that kicked open the door. I think I think Liverpool are are very much alive and of course league league leaders right now, four points clear of the table. Um <laughs> Man, uh, yeah, and, and 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 it was a massive record-breaking performance as well because uh, mm. Liverpool—it was their biggest away win uh, in in the top flight in their history. Uh, Klopp overtook Rafa Benitez as the the Liverpool manager with the most wins in Premier League history. Sadio Mane is the only the fourth player in Premier League history to score seven goals in consecutive appearances against the uh, against Palace. Um, then uh, all of seven uh, Liverpool seven goals were assisted by a different player, which is the first time that that's ever happened in in Premier League history as well. So it's just it was just a massive, massive, dominant, record-breaking performance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. Are, are Liverpool peaking at the right time, Mags? If we look back uh, last year, Liverpool just drove from the beginning and they ended up with a massive gap in terms of uh, uh, winning the Premier League. Um, this time, obviously, things are a little bit closer. Things are a little bit more odd, uh, you know, post-COVID, or I guess currently in COVID. Um, but... 
with this being the Christmas uh, round of fixtures here, pre-Christmas, um, it, it, it feels like they're they're about to hit that stride, especially with all the the players that we know that are coming back from injury. James Milner coming back from injury. Jordan Shakiri coming back from injury. Uh, Tiago Alcantara coming back from injury. Um, I mean, the only pieces that maybe you might feel aren't coming back anytime soon are the obvious ones. Virgil, uh, Virgil van Dyke, and Joe Gomez, both of whom are going to be out for the remainder of the season. Um, yep. I don't know. I mean, do you do you feel that way too? Like, I feel I really do feel like they're about they're 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 about to hit their stride. Yeah, I mean, this performance. I mean, Palace have not been a bad team this season. They, I thought they had some really good performances, but this was as dominant a performance as you're going to see in the Premier League. Um, yeah, and you just can't see where Liverpool lose a game or even kind of struggle to 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 win a game. Couple that with the fact that their rivals are all kind of beating each other and kind of take, knocking each other out of contention, and Liverpool mm-hmm. just keep uh, racking up those victories, um, scoring just handfuls and handfuls of goals. I think, yeah, this Liverpool are looking to sort this league up pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Well, and I'll, I'll I'll give you the stats line uh, just so that way we can say <laughs> say our piece here uh, just to back everything up. Uh, Crystal Palace only five shots total uh, versus Liverpool's fourteen shots, uh, which I mean you would actually expect that number to be a lot higher considering everything. Uh, only three shots on target for Crystal Palace, eight shots on target for Liverpool. That means. That that their their conversion rate is ridiculous. Um uh, uh 35% possession for Crystal Palace, 65% possession to Liverpool. Liverpool uh, nearly doubled the amount of passes and was much higher in terms of pass accuracy, uh, 87% to 75% possession for Crystal Palace. Um yeah, just a a massive dominant performance there uh from the Liverpool Reds. Uh who currently again are uh, clear of the table 31 points. Uh they are uh f- 4 points ahead of Leicester City who sits in second. Um and we'll talk and about five ahead of Man United, who have, have slowly crept up to third. Yes, we're gonna we're gonna talk about this this Manchester United team because we've we've <laughs> bashed them quite heavily uh, over the course of this season. Uh, so so maybe we have some explaining to do. I don't know. Maybe perhaps. Perhaps. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Southampton nil, Manchester City one. Um, this was a really surprisingly competitive matchup here. I really actually liked Southampton's chances to win this game, and just for whatever reason, they didn't. Um, I didn't think that Manchester City looked particularly convincing, uh, to be honest with you, Mags. I mean, do you? No, uh, I think after the the relatively early goal from uh, uh, Raheem Sterling, I thought that uh, Southampton had the the way stronger chances, the better chances to to kind of uh, equalise and, and maybe even win, go and win the game. The 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 fact that they they uh, likely have lost. Uh, Dannings through injury again is not going to be uh, uh, good for them in the in the long term, uh, but. 
uh, City were were very resolute, and they were they were able to kind of weather that storm. Uh, uh, Gundogan produced uh, an absolutely superb save out of uh, out of the Southampton's uh, keeper. Uh, that guy's been quite one of the the top performers in in uh, in the Premier League for for the last few weeks. But yeah, City were not. Uh, it wasn't a confident kind of a dominant win, but. At the end of the day, three points is three points, and uh, it, it moves City up that table. And um, I mean, looking at the table now, there's only three points separating City in eighth from Man United mm-hmm. in third. It's that's how tight we're looking at in this in this league. So another win, and we could be seeing uh, seeing pretty much the same as as it was last season with uh, with City hot on the heels of uh, of Liverpool. Um, but yeah, it's it's these kind of wins that that uh, can make uh, teams into challenges when you you're not particularly the the better team on the pitch, but you're able to to ground out the victory, and and that's exactly what City were able to do. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like I feel like City if they don't if they don't break top four, which I think would be um, shocking if they don't break top four, um, I think that they're going to really kick themselves over the beginning of the season, considering how much they've spent, not just this season. I think they they, they spent more than what a lot of people did or a lot of, uh, a lot of other clubs did. Um, I think they'll really end up kicking themselves um, if they don't make top four. I still think it's likely that they will. Um, they may even end up challenging Liverpool directly for the title. I, I'm, I'm, I mean, it's, it's anybody's league at this point. Yep, yeah, and 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 the problem is goals. It's as simple and clear as that. They have the lowest amount of goals than uh, than anyone in the the top half of the table, which. Mm-hmm. Which looking at that that city team and how dominant they've been for the last four to five years, it's unthinkable that you think teams like uh, Everton and teams like Southampton and teams like uh, Aston Villa are outscoring scoring them. The one saving grace they've got is the the absolute resolute defense. Uh, I think they uh, they have the best defense in the league, uh, mm. just be just in front of Aston Villa, and then uh, well in front of the front runners of Liverpool and City. So uh, Liverpool and Leicester. So uh, there's definitely um, the opportunity for for Man City to quickly climb back up that table and become a, a threat. You just don't want to leave that run too late because they now eight points behind Liverpool and eight points can be a lot to, to make up when you're up against a team with the form that Liverpool are in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, you hit a lot of really good points and, and like you said, it's, it's, it's the goals. I mean, let's look at the stat line here, 11 shots in total for city, only five of which were actually on target. Um, and it, by comparison there, only one of them converted. That's, I mean, that's 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 not good. That's you're you're batting below ten, <laughs> you know. That's 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 awful. Um, so, I mean, I I think that if you look at the way that City's been playing, they've been playing with a lot. That, like you can tell that they that they they they're not they're not as energetic. They don't. They're no, there's not as much life in the team. You can look. You look at Kevin De Bruyne when he takes a shot at goal. It's lackadaisical, you know. He's he's very he's very um, I don't know. There's not as there's not any intensity in this city team, and I think that they 
honestly, they really, really miss Leroy Sané being in that team too. I think that they they are severely missing some pace and some creativity and somebody who's going to push the other team to the hilt like someone like Leroy Sané did. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Um, let me see here. Uh, moving along from City, uh, we have Everton uh, 2, Arsenal 1. Um, look, Max, <laughs> this Arsenal team, this, this Arsenal team is awful. I believe you're back now. I can't hear you, but uh, go ahead and take yourself off of mute. There we go. And we're having some real connection problems. <laughs> well, that's okay. Um, I was just talking about City and, and uh, um, uh, finished. I heard Arsenal. Yes. Everton 2, Arsenal 1, Mags. What do you think about this game? Oh, my Lord. How How is Arteta still in a job? This was, I mean, this was not even a good performance by Everton, and they were still able to, to beat this Arsenal side. Nothing is going right at all for Arsenal. Uh, the fact that, uh, that Holding scored an own goal, uh, which uh, um, Calvert-Lewin tried to claim. Um, the only... The only way they could score was by a, a penalty, which was, you could say it was dubious. Um, and then that, that front post had about Mina to, to win the game at, um, all over before even half-time. Yeah, this this is a woeful Arsenal team. It's a, a scarily woeful Arsenal team because this is a, a team that you would expect to be at least challenging for European places. But now... They, I mean, you. We were speaking before recording, and, you, and we were talking about how they they're looking to make contingency plans for relegation uh, to mm-hmm. to uh, tell the players that they they'll be getting uh, wage cuts if they go down. A team like Arsenal should be one of those very few teams that you would consider too big to go down, but it's looking a reality. Fourteen games and only fourteen points. Mm-hmm. Oof, this is this is very very worrying. Um, I don't understand how how Arteta cannot be looking over his shoulder and 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 maybe looking towards the 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 the, the, the exit door because mm-hmm. yeah this is this is shocking and nobody in this Arsenal Arsenal team outside the really young hungry players the players who are, who have come through like the Arsenal uh, youth system no one gives a toss Luis mm-hmm. didn't give a toss. Abamyang don't give a toss. Lacazette doesn't care less. Pepe doesn't care less. The only ones who care are guys like uh, Ashley Nateland Miles or, or Saka, uh, the young mm. players who, who really who Arsenal mean something to. Uh, none of the big names. William, just it, none of these big players care. And how they can sit and have a £300,000 a week player, not even in the squad, who could have had the opportunity to take a game like this by the scruff of the neck and 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 uh, at least give you some kind of attacking flair. I'd, I'd just, it beggars belief, it absolutely beggars belief. It's time mm-hmm. to bring uh, Ozil back, surely. 
Well, yeah. I, I mean, uh, per I, I, just to touch on a few different things here that you covered here. Yes, indeed. Per Daily Mail, uh, Arsenal stars face 25% wage cut if they are to be relegated. 25%. That's massive in terms of wages. But rightfully so, what else can you do? I mean, uh, it's it's like how 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 else can we motivate these Arsenal stars right now uh, other than to tell you through through the you know like the publications right hey you're you're about to get your wages slashed twenty five percent if you don't you know wake up and do something um, you you talked about like the 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 youth of Arsenal and how like they're the only ones really fighting for the badge and yeah I mean you're absolutely right Mags there's very few people who actually care about um, you know what what it, what Arsenal is and, and like having Arsenal mean something to you. I think that that's that's certainly the youth academy because if you look at the players that they've been bringing in, none of them care what Arsenal is. Pepe doesn't care uh, uh, clearly with you know the way that he gets sent off, you know, and and the way that he conducts himself on the field. He doesn't care what Arsenal is. Obama Obama Yang he he looks tired. He looks like he's just no longer. Uh, energetic about being captain or being there or playing for that team. Um, Lacazette, he's not. He's very rarely getting on the score sheet. Uh, it's 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 a mess. William, I mean, Williams. A you know, he'll go down as a Chelsea player, right? When when, when history looks back on William, I mean, they'll only talk really about his his Chelsea career and not about uh, him moving to Arsenal. In the latter part of his career, you know, no, mm-hmm. Arsenal means I mean, nothing to these players here. You, you speak about William and on the on the BBC uh, uh, football website uh, where the the rate the ratings of the players uh, are given by fan votes, and William got the lowest rating uh, of the whole game with a two point eight five. Because he didn't, he doesn't, he didn't give a shit. He couldn't. He had no energy. He he wasn't bothered about winning the game. He was not bothered about uh, about the the club. He just it's a it's a payday for him, and it's it's sad. It's sad to see. Uh, and I think Arteta has got to take a lot of the blame for that because he just he doesn't have the respect from the players and. If you if your players don't respect the manager, they don't fear the manager, they don't want to perform for that manager. You get games like this. You get games where uh, Everton, who didn't look outstanding, were still able to to pick uh, Arsenal apart, um, hmm. pretty much like Burnley did. Well, think of think of like uh, you know. <laughs> Players like Guendouzi, for example, everybody at the beginning of the season, everybody, uh, and maybe even myself included, I'll have to go back and rewatch the old episodes of Techers just to see. Um, but in the archives, yeah, go back through the archives, which I recommend that you do as well, dear viewer. Um, but like everybody praised Arteta for like, oh, he took on Guendouzi and he kicked him out of the the club and he he got rid and all this stuff here. You need a player like Winduzi. You need a player like that. Uh, it, With passion. Winduzi, yeah, passion. He 
Guendouzi reminds me of Diego Simeone, where he's he's running on the pitch like with with a knife in his teeth, just you know, willing to cut down people, uh, you know, and 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 fight. He wants to fight, you know, uh, with 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 passion and energy and flair to to you know fight for the team. Mm-hmm. Nobody on this Arsenal team does that. No, yeah, and 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 the narrative at the beginning of the season was that, that Guendouzi had to leave because he was a troublemaker. Uh, now, in hindsight, was he a troublemaker or was he just not willing to put up with Arteta's bullshit? Uh, and it seems like we've got a, a, a lot of players here who are just playing for a paycheck rather than playing for the passion of a club. I mean. Mm-hmm. You look back at some of the the, the more um, exuberant kind of uh, aggressive players, uh, guys like Roy Keane. You knew that there would be a trouble cause. Guys like uh, Duncan Ferguson. You knew that they these people would cause trouble in the, in the dressing room. They would uh, argue and scratch and bat and, and really kind of like make enemies. But they would go out and they would play their heart out for that team. And I believe that yeah. Gwen Duty is that kind of player. Uh, yeah, he's passionate. Yeah, he's he's uh, he's flippant. Uh, but you, oh, it's something Arsenal needs. Arsenal needs somebody with a little bit of passion, with a little bit of uh, energy to to say, "Look, what you're doing, Mikel, is not working. We are doing it this way." And he, he, he could he have been the player? Maybe, maybe not. But it's a lot better than the the eleven that he's putting out on the pitch right now. Yeah. Well, and, and, and just one, one last note here, because yeah, obviously I don't want to spend the whole episode crowing on about how Arsenal may or may not get relegated as much as I'd love to talk about that. Um, you know, would a, would a manager, would any manager worth his salt? If you look at the great managers in history, right. From, from way back in the day, all the way through now, would, would a Sir Alex Ferguson, uh, would a, would an Arsene Wenger, would a Brian Clough, would a Jurgen Klopp, would Carlo Ancelotti, would any of these great managers just let a player like Gwen Doozy walk all over them? Or, or, or would he, would he actually take control of the situation and be like, look, I still need you at this club, but I need you to kind of get in line and, and, and help with the team right like man management is not okay well you and i don't see eye to eye so you're off to hertha berlin for a for a year right Mm uh you know man management is getting that player in line and and using that energy to get you wins to get you results Mm -hmm. um it's about harnessing Harnessing the 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 players, kind of like uh, uh, highlighting the 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 good qualities and, and kind of like working on on the bad qualities. And yeah, I, I, I dare say uh, Guendouzi did have an attitude problem, but it, it, it's looking like he had an attitude problem for a reason because he saw the the writing on the wall and he wasn't happy about it. Um, yeah. I mean, Roy Keane I, had an attitude problem. Roy Keane still has an attitude problem, but. <laughs> <laughs> but Sir Alex Ferguson was able to harness that energy and mm-hmm. make it into results on the field. Yeah, I mean, all throughout history, the the best players in the world have had have had kind of like attitude problems. Maradona had an attitude problem. Eric Cantona had an attitude problem. But Lionel Messi has a massive attitude problem. Um, but but harnessing that kind of attitude is what makes them absolute world beaters, and uh, I don't think Arteta could harness anyone's attitude to make them a world beater right now. 
He's taking a squad of what should be potentially world-beating players and making them look like relegation fodder. Ah, we will see, Mags. We will see. Uh, let's uh, let's move on here. Uh, another game from Saturday: Newcastle one, Fulham one. Callum Wilson spared Newcastle United's blushes here Ooh. to keep Newcastle United uh, uh, near the top of the second half of the table. Right, twelfth place. Not too shabby for Newcastle United. Um, not that Steve Bruce does anything for me personally, um, but uh, you know Newcastle United still maintaining their spot in the middle of the table here. Yeah, this was a, a very, very even match. I think uh, Newcastle can count themselves very, very lucky to have, have got away with uh, with the point. Callum Wilson, um, he doubt. It's as simple and clear as that. He was he 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 was uh, clipped, but it was well outside the box, and he made at least two or three more steps before he threw himself on the floor uh, for the for the penalty. Yeah, VAR did not have a good week this week again, uh, but. Mm. Fulham can be very aggrieved that they didn't win this match because they had the better shots. They had the they looked the hungrier side. They looked the more energetic side. Um, but a point on on the balance of, of chances and possession seems to be a fair result. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, elsewhere. Uh, Brighton won, Sheffield United won. I think our friend Steven, the, the one, the only Mr. Steven Grudy, I think his confidence in maybe looking at Brighton <laughs> as his team has been shaken uh, a little bit here from this result. And I don't blame him. I, I mean, look, uh, Brighton plays really, really well. I like the way that they play, but it does not turn into results. It, it's it's almost shocking here. Um, Sheffield United actually took the lead um, in the 63rd minute um, after having a man sent off in the 40th minute, and Brighton only just barely in the 87th minute got a goal back. It's crazy. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> And and Sheffield had a a really really good game as well. They had some uh, some really good chances. Could have uh, potentially won the game outright. Uh, but Brighton twenty one shots with only five on target, seventy four percent of the ball, fourteen corners to two, and yet uh, I'd argue that that perhaps Sheffield had the better game because they used their their time with the ball much more wisely. If uh, Lundstrom didn't get sent off, this could have been a very, very uh, different game. Um, great finish by uh, Bogle to, I think that was his debut uh, he scored uh, for, for for Sheffield. Uh, but this is a poor result for for Brighton, in, in, especially in that kind of relegation mix that they're in, to not be able to beat the league's whipping boys. Uh, yeah, that they can be very, very worried. Mm-hmm. And uh, speaking of poor results, Tottenham nil, <laughs> Leicester City two. This was a poor, poor result for uh, potential title challengers Spurs here. Uh, this seems to be the Spurs that people are more used to seeing, Mags, unfortunately. Uh, Leicester City, uh, 17 shots, uh, only four of which were on target, but it was the two, you know, the two that they did indeed convert that counted the most. Um, uh, 
Tottenham outpossessed Leicester City 57% to 43%. Very rare for a, a Jose Mourinho-led team. Um, I mean, I, I, I really wonder, not to... to you know, toot Liverpool's horn or anything, but you know, it's like you wonder how much that last minute goal from Bobby Firmino shattered, you know, Spurs' confidence there. And then you have Jose Mourinho talking about, oh, well, the better team lost today and all this and that. Clearly, the better team didn't <laughs> didn't win here. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I mean, Leicester City clearly yeah. deserved to beat this Spurs team. Yeah, uh, Tottenham were were poor. Uh, only one really uh, significant chance, which fell to uh, Son, uh, which produced an absolutely outstanding save from arguably uh, save of the week from Casper uh, Schmeichel, uh, and it was compounded by two lapses in Tottenham's defence. Uh, the first one, the the penalty with uh, Aurier, uh, with the clumsy challenge, uh, and then Alderweireld's own goal. Uh, which he was fuming. Uh, I think it was Ndombele who, uh, uh, oh no, Sissoko, it looks like it was Sissoko, who uh, basically lost uh, James Madison uh, and the ball then went in off, off Alderweireld's shin and he was absolutely fuming. There was just no cohesion with his Tottenham side. Kane was kept quiet. Son was kept quiet. Uh, they looked shaky when uh, when um, Leicester had the ball and were on the attack. Jamie Vardy has been an absolute revelation again all season. Um, he's scored 19 goals in 19 uh, away games this is it's absolutely unreal um james madison potentially should have had a, 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 a the second goal as well uh, which was mm-hmm. rolled out for offside when i believe it was uh, aurier who was keeping him onside uh, on the on the far wing but Leicester could very well be that that uh, team that pushes Liverpool, and uh, I was reading a, an article about them uh, earlier this week. Uh, in in the in the very few years that they've been back in the Premiership, they have really kind of built a legacy now in in Leicester. They've obviously won the league, uh, but they they are pretty much debt free as a club, uh, making profits year on year, uh, able to buy players uh, for cheap and and sell them on, and they've now. Uh, I've got one of the, the, the most state-of-the-art training facilities uh, just opened in Leicester. They're really trying to build uh, uh, foundations of a, a long-term Leicester challenge for the top of that league. And do you know what? Mm-hmm. I would be absolutely happy to see that. I, I really like these kind of like underdogs, uh, come good style teams uh, and they, they're doing everything the right way and um, as much as it, p- it will probably pain you, you've got to give a lot of props to Brendan Rodgers, uh, former Liverpool champion, uh, uh, former Liverpool manager, uh, record winning uh, Celtic uh, manager and mm. arguably one of the managers of the year this year. No, yeah, I mean, hey, absolute props to Brendan Rodgers, you know, because uh, look, he, he, I actually heard something, and I'm, not, I'm, and I, I'm not sure w- where the source was. I can't remember. It's, I mean, I listen to so many other you know football podcasts that uh, they kind of all start to blur together after a while. Um, but I, I heard this really interesting argument about Brendan Rodgers being this Arsene Wenger type figure for Leicester City. He's kind of you know breathed some life into Leicester and and you know given them a, a foundation and a philosophy to play on and 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 
I don't think that he could have replicated that at Liverpool. Um, I mean, he uh, maybe maybe not in terms of, of of a proper foundation, but I think Leicester's the right team at the right time for Brendan Rodgers to really kind of implement this philosophy into maybe a long-term kind of, you know, uh, you know, thing. Um, and, and I think Brendan Rodgers needed that, that excursion at Celtic to, to pick up title after title after title and go on those huge undefeated streaks, uh, that he went <laughs> on, uh, those very, that it was a really historic run what he did, uh, for Celtic. So, I mean, props to him. Uh, I mean, he's he's done an excellent job there. It will be interesting uh, if Leicester is the one that that pushes Liverpool all the way to the to the finish line. Um, I mean, it could certainly be them to to take the lead. They, I think they they were they've been top of the league at least once already this year. Um, so, like I said at the beginning of the show, anything can happen. This league is wide open at this point. Yeah, the, um, the only issue would be the reliance on, on Vardy. Um, if they lost him for a significant period in the in the league, I, I struggle to see where they would generate that amount of goals from. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and I think that's the I think that's the difference, right? I think that's been the difference with Liverpool and everybody else, is that when when big players have gone down for Liverpool, they've somehow been able to plug in academy players, prospects, players that really don't have any business being plugged into those positions, I'll be honest. Mm-hmm. And and they've been performing well above expectations. Reese Williams is now looking like Virgil van Dijk reborn, right? Uh you know, N- Nate Phillips has been putting in great performances. <laughs> Come on, Mags, go go with me on this one. Um, no, but I mean these these players have looked really really good, in spite of uh, you know the the predicament that they're in. Uh, if you look at other teams, whenever they've been down or had a had an important player injured, they're not really bouncing back the same way. If Lester, knock on wood, lost Jamie Vardy for whatever reason, that's a tough thing to come back from, considering how important he's been to them. <laughs> Yeah, I I, th- I think an, another thing with Liverpool is that the players are uh, able to play in multiple positions as well. I mean, we've seen defenders playing in the in the the CDM role. We've seen uh, midfielders playing at centre back. Uh, the the overlapping that they have with the the out and out wingers and the and the fullbacks. Uh, Leicester don't seem to have that. They don't seem to have that strength in depth, not only in terms of uh, manpower, but in terms of uh, how many how that versatile the players are. Mm-hmm. Well, it's also something that you have to train for too, right? Like, I, I mean, you can't uh, obviously you have to take into consideration how these players train on a weekly basis. I mean, I'm not going to place any judgment on Leicester because I'm not at their training grounds, but you know, I, I, I you don't, I, I wouldn't imagine that you have a lot of that rotational, like that that positional training, like you would maybe notice mm-hmm. at other clubs, uh, maybe like an Ajax, for example. Um, let's move on. I'm really excited to talk about this match here. Uh, the War of the Roses, Mags. It's a really important game uh, in, in, in uh, your neck of the woods. Maybe not your neck of the woods exactly, but Northern England, right? You know, it's a it's a really important matchup. Mm-hmm. Uh, really important historically because of uh, the rivalry between the two counties. Um, Leeds 
United two, Manchester United six. Scott McTominay yes. scoring two goals uh, in the second and third minute, looking like Paul Scholes revitalized. Uh, <laughs> this was an interesting game. This was this would be look. I'll be completely honest. If this was the Manchester United team that showed up week in, week out, I'd be scared out of my, you know, you know what? I'd be, I'd be scared for my life regarding this Manchester United team. Uh, my question is though, this isn't this isn't that team. This this is not that kind of team that shows up week in, week out. Um, no. Is this simply just another game that saves Ole another week? Or is this the start of something beautiful for Manchester United, Mags? I mean, subjectively, they're the most informed team in the Premier League right now. They've uh, in the last five games they've won four and drawn one. Uh, nobody, uh, even the Martin Liverpool, are able to to claim that. Um, so, have we been kind of shitting on them when? Uh, Really, they've been they've been slowly grinding out the results. Who who can say? Uh, the home form has been a massive issue. So for them to to uh, get six goals at home and, and put on a, a very very dominant performance against uh, an exciting Leeds team, and to be fair, looking at this result, I've got to give Leeds props because. They were demolishing that first half, four nil down at half, four uh, one down at half time, absolutely out of the game. But Bielsa did not change his philosophy. He didn't batten down the hatches. He still played uh, uh, the the exciting uh, attacking football that they played. He, he still uh, stuck with his kind of uh, game plan. And I've got to give him props for that. And I think even Roy Keane on on uh, the post match analysis. Uh, really kind of praised Bielsa and the team for, for not kind of wilting under the pressure of this dominant Man United performance and still uh, playing the game that they wanted to play. Um, but mm. going back to the Man United performance, this was this was stunning. It really, really was stunning. Everything that has, uh, United have struggled with uh, went right in this game. Uh, the the midfield played like a unit. Fred was, uh, was outstanding. McTominay was just was just sublime. Um, ironically, it was the forward line uh, of uh, of Marshall and Rashford that that kind of struggled, uh, but the midfield really kind of like stuck it to 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 Leeds and 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 really got a, a, a very very impressive victory. I think Ollie, this may be one of a few results that that perhaps saves Ollie's job. I think it will. I, I think that. The more that time goes on, the more and more I'm convinced that uh, really and truly the McTominay and Fred combination, the midfield for Manchester United is the way to go, right? They, I, I, I mean, <laughs> if it was me, I would sell Paul Pogba and I would try and get another player <laughs> that, that could maybe work better in those positions uh, than, than, than what uh, Paul, Pogba, uh, Paul Pogba could. Um, Pogba seems like if, he, if he's going to be playing anywhere, he needs to be playing in the number 10 spot. But you already have players like uh, Bruno, who plays there regularly, or Van de Beek, who could come off the bench and play there, right? Uh, it, there's, I mean, uh, Van de Beek is, is, though, probably flexible enough to where he could play pretty much anywhere and and would do just fine. So 
don't know. I'm thinking that they need to go back in and maybe get uh, uh, maybe a, a player more akin uh, to somebody who would have a good chemistry uh, with maybe McComney and Fred there in the center of the park. Mags? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Um, it's froze again, yet again. I'm having really poor kind of connection problems today. Oh, okay. <laughs> can you hear me, though? I can hear you, yes. Oh, okay, <laughs> you can hear me. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, what I was saying is uh, they should sell Paul Pogba and they, uh, perhaps yeah. look into... I mean, Pogba wants to go. Yeah. Pogba wants to go, so let him go. Did it? They showed here that they didn't need him. Yeah, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Um, oh, I'm all alone now. Look at that. Hmm. 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 Oh, there's Mags. How's it going, Mags? Not good. <laughs> That good. This, this internet is aggravating. Okay. Well, we we won't take too much more time. I we'll, we'll we can we can start getting it uh, on the road here. Don't want to lag your internet here. Um, Aston Villa three, West Brom nil. Uh, <laughs> uh, Aston well, Villa put on a good performance. Yeah. Um, uh, El Ghazi had a really good game, uh, but Sam Allardyce, uh kind of it dawned on him in this one game just the kind of task he's got at West Brom. Uh, Livermore getting sent off in the first half uh, really kind of uh, just summed up West Brom's uh, performance. It was just horrific. Uh, they were they were so so poor, and he has got uh, he's got a mountain of a task to to keep this team up. Um, Grealish was uh, effervescent as always. Um, Ollie Watkins was was just super super skillful. Um, yeah, it was a, it was a great performance by Aston Villa, but a, a woeful woeful performance by by West Brom. Yeah, Sam Allardici he has quite a. Allardici. <laughs> 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 his, his his Italian counterpart, Sam Allardici. <laughs> Uh, is quite a, quite a task ahead of him. No, Sam Allardyce, of course. Yeah, he, he's it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting uh, a stretch for him trying to get this sorted out. Um, but really and truly, Mags, the reason why I I wanted to make sure that we at least got you on the show tonight is to celebrate Burnley two, Wolves one, Mags. What is going through your mind here? You you must be over the moon about this uh, performance here by Burnley, getting out of the rele- relegation zone, uh, taking Wolves down a peg here. I I can't hear you. Okay, oh, there now you go. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I can hear you now. <laughs> Burnley have officially got the joint best um, form in the bottom half of the table. That's just how good we're becoming. Though in two games, uh, the the dominant performance against uh, Arsenal, where we took them to to the woodshed, and this performance, uh, we to be fair, Burnley absolutely ruled this game uh, for 
80 minutes. Um, it was only in the in the last uh, last uh, 10 minutes or so that, that Wolves really woke up. Uh, Fabio uh, Silva is such a brilliant player, so hard to play against, and uh, he, he's deserved that goal. I know he's, he's really kind of struggled to, to get on the score sheet, and he deserved the goal, and it came to give Burnley a little bit of a squeaky bum time, but yeah, uh, Wood. Wood and Barnes maybe could have had a couple each if they were a little bit more composed in front of goal. Uh, but this was a, a victory that we very much needed. Got us out of the relegation zone. Uh, and we're, we're looking at overtaking Arsenal. I think we're now uh, one point behind Arsenal with a game in hand. So we could go over those uh, those uh, prone sandwich wearing Southern Nancys. <laughs> fair enough <laughs> that's that's very descriptive i've i've never um i've never thought about that <laughs> but yeah um it is it is quite impressive I, I think that you guys will end up overtaking arsenal here very very soon mm-hmm. um i mean we, the, josh uh josh brownell as well uh I've got a I've got a highlight for him for his performance. He he uh, hit the crossbar uh, and he had a couple of shots that that uh, Patricio did well to 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 save. That that kid is uh, an England star in the making. He's such a good player. Mm. Well, I've I've been seeing a lot of people uh, in in the Burnley communities and the in the Twitter sphere really lobbying hard for uh, you know Gareth Southgate to give him a a look. Into the team, mm-hmm. and, and hey, I mean, look, I think that that's a huge problem with uh, with Burnley is that they're so kind of unfashionable, and the way that they play is not conducive to good looking football. That a lot of Burnley players uh, they do get overlooked for international call ups. Uh, Tarkovsky is arguably being top two, three English defenders in the Premier League. Uh, Brownell has been putting on absolutely stellar performances. Um, ben Mee, how he has not had an England call-up is absolutely shocking. Uh, at any other club, he would be uh, one of the first names on the team sheet. And it, it does seem that mm-hmm. like for a player to like really get in that England setup, they've got to leave Burnley, which is, which is a shame, really, because it, we do have some really, really talented players here at Burnley. Well, and and I think one thing about Burnley is that they they play with so much physicality too, right? And I think that's something that's oftentimes, forgive me, England national team fans out there, if, if y'all are a real thing, uh, I feel like that's something that oftentimes is missing in in the England team is this this willingness to kind of. Play with some physicality to really rough up the other team. I, th- mm-hmm. I think that oftentimes the England squad is far too polite uh, and, and not nearly as ruthless as they could be with trying to, you know, uh, hey, look, you know, we're not going to settle for this nil-nil result. We're gonna, we're gonna, you know, you know, pound you into the ground uh, physically and mentally, and 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 actually, you know, get a win out of this here. Um, I don't know if I, I don't know if I'm off base here, Mags. I don't follow the England team as closely as perhaps no, you, you, else. you're right, and, and I think it's kind of a, something that's slowly ebbed away from from the national setup. I mean, as players have got more and more technically skilled, uh, mm-hmm. we we have kind of adopted a more uh, European style of football, uh, kind of uh, all flair and and no kind of uh, toughness, no ruggedness. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, so then, when you when you look at Burnley, who are a massive throwback to like the the seventies and eighties style of football, where it was just hoof the ball down the pitch and bully your opponent off the ball and and really kind of root one football. Uh, we don't get a lot of props for that because it's not glorious looking, silky skilled football. It's literally just we want that ball in the net as fast as possible. Uh, mm. Does it work? Not all the time, and uh, we come unstuck quite a lot. But there's one thing about Burnley is that we will never kind of uh, bow down, and we'll never, we'll never uh, fold in front of a club. We'll give it our all, whether we lose six nil or win two one against the teams like Wolves. Um, you'll always get a passionate game out of Burnley. Well, and I think that's what that's what that's what's missing in the England team is is some real grit, some some guys willing to 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 to, to bite down on it and 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 go for uh you know uh, go for a tackle you know when necessary, go for mm-hmm. you know uh you know a, a a quick smash and grab goal right uh, to have some players of that kind of ingenuity, and I I think that's what's missing. I think that's what's missing in England. So I, I'm I'm right there with you, Mags. I think uh, Gareth Southgate. Uh, needs to be taking more trips to to Burnley. Um, <laughs> we'll wrap up with uh, Chelsea three, West Ham uh, nil. A, a, a kind of a, a derby, a little bit here. Mm-hmm. I, I think that uh, you know what West Ham obviously um, has a bigger issue with Chelsea than Chelsea has an issue with West Ham. It seems nowadays. Um, but uh, Tammy Abraham. Got a brace, two goals in two minutes. You know, uh, it's um, it's it's really it's really hard to argue against starting Tammy Abraham. He produces every time that he's put out there on the field by Frank Lampard. Yeah, I mean, and these were two torture goals. Like real Portugal. The first one was uh was literally just uh making the slightest of, of of touches to deflect the ball in, and then the second one he was in the right place when the ball came free and was able to calmly uh put it into the side netting for for his second goal. But saying all that, I wasn't impressed with this Chelsea performance. I feel that the three nil did flatter them, uh, whilst uh, West Ham didn't have many kind of clear-cut chances. I don't think that, that Chelsea performed particularly well. Um, Timo Werner had a very, very poor game. He just He's really kind of hit a, a, um, a kind of a, a really a point where he's struggling to score. I mean, it, it epitomised his game when um, the, he had a, a clear chance and the ball was trapped in his feet and then he... Uh, and he's right at the end of the game. He hit the bar with a shot. I, I I'm struggling to understand how uh, I'm struggling to understand how Frank Lampard doesn't just drop both Werner and Havertz for a while. I I, I think that if if he dropped them out for a little while and maybe took some of the heat off of them, that you know that maybe they could you know. Uh, Put their heads down into training and, and really kind of get with it. Um, but yeah, I think that uh, Timo Werner is he's he's not looking you know uh, value for money at this point. Um, whereas Olivier Giroud and Tammy Abraham have really kind of you know sparked uh, life into this Chelsea team at multiple different points of the season. Um, I, like. I don't know. I think if it if it 
if it weren't for the amount of money that Chelsea spent on uh, Havertz and Werner, who both are really, really great players, I, mm-hmm. I, I think that they'd be there'd be much less criticism drawn to them. But look, that's not the way that the world works right now. <laughs> that's not the way that 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 football has ever worked economically, right? Yeah, I mean, and and Havertz, we've seen kind of like flashes of the brilliance that he he had at Leverkusen, obviously with uh, the the early hat trick, but he just seems to be uh, really kind of struggling to bed in. I think Werner is uh, less of a concern, perhaps, um, because we know that he he's he's got the quality to kind of ride out this uh this uh barren patch but when you've got guys like um Giroud breathing down your neck when you've got uh players like Abraham who are able to to be in the right place at the right time and, and really kind of like get those goals that that you that you need as a club you sometimes you have to you have to kind of uh forfeit your big players for the good of the team and it's it's uh Quite ironic that Havertz actually got subbed on for arguably the Chelsea's best player in Pulisic. I thought he was very uh, active. He was he, uh, he was in the middle of every kind of like really good move that, that Chelsea was, was making. A really kind of like star star making performance for me from from Pulisic. But uh, yeah, they've 130 million between Havertz and and uh, Werner, and yet. Uh, Tammy Abraham, which who cost them absolutely nothing, is able to outscore him. That's concerning. Mm. Uh, yeah, it, it, a little bit concerning indeed. Uh, though Chelsea did walk away, of course, once again with the three points. Uh, current league standings here top four we've got Liverpool in the lead, of course, 31 points, Leicester City. Right behind them in second, 27 points. Manchester United and Everton round up the top four uh, with 26 points each. Uh, in fifth is Chelsea leading on leading by goal difference. Right behind them is uh, t- uh, Tottenham and Southampton uh, on 24 points. Um, uh, let's see here. Uh, in the relegation battle, of course, uh, we've got uh, Sheffield United only two points. Only two points. Um, West Ham, seven points. Or not West Ham. West Brom, seven points. Sorry, West Ham fans. Uh, And uh, Fulham, ten points. Just right above them is Brighton with 12 points. So, Mags, uh, we've got a lot of uh, football still to play here uh, in in this, uh, this season. Uh, we're coming up on the Boxing Day fixtures. Obviously, a, uh, a, a, a wonderful day for football. The 26th and the 27th always seem to be very competitive fixture-wise. This year is no different. Um, we're going to have Leicester City and Manchester United. That'll be the early game. Fulham versus Southampton. Uh, Aston Villa uh, versus Crystal Palace. And Arsenal-Chelsea all in the 26th. Also, Manchester City versus Newcastle and Sheffield United versus Everton. Yeah. Um, on the 27th, we've got uh, Burnley against Leeds United. Uh, Ooh, dirty Leeds. It's going to be a spicy game. I, I, I love it. I've got a good feeling about that game. West Ham versus Brighton. Uh, we'll see if Brighton can turn things around. Uh, Liverpool versus West Brom. Uh, this is... <laughs> 
<laughs> uh, what what a time to be alive. Um, and then Wolves versus Tottenham on the 27th. All sorts of great fixtures going on here. Uh, Boxing Day and on the 27th. So 26th, 27th, that is, that is a good time to be uh, in, in the Premier League mags. Certainly is, and this whole Christmas run is very, very jam-packed. Uh, teams who play on the Saturday, like the likes of City and Everton, then play again on the Monday. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, it's going to be a, a very busy few days. Uh, will be uh, a lot. Of, a lot of teams will be stretched thin in terms of our squad depth. So we'll mm-hmm. we'll have to see uh, what comes out of it. But yeah, it's uh, this kind of seven to eight day period could really be like the making or breaking of some team seasons I think uh, if you can get a, a few wins on the bounce in, in, in the run up to the new year uh, you could easily be climbing out of that relegation zone or be climbing into that top six because it's so mm-hmm. tight down at both, end, both ends of the table mm-hmm. uh, Mags uh I know that uh, obviously it's very late where you are. It, it, it actually, as of right now, the time of this recording, uh, it, it well, it's obviously nearly Christmas Eve for all of us. Um, so this will be this will be going out on Wednesday. Uh, we're recording this on Tuesday, but this will be going out on Wednesday. Um, I want to thank everybody for making Radio Techers as awesome as it is. Uh, we appreciate Absolutely. every view. Every every click, every listen, uh, every comment, every like, every subscribe, every subscribe that you've given to Shooting the Sports Ish because of Radio Techers, we thank you. Um, so um, we we raise a glass to you. Cheers, Merry Christmas! I know everybody's had a a, a very tough year uh, this year, but uh, we wish you guys a happy holiday. Be safe. Uh, know that we love you, of course. Um, Mags. In case that people want to hear more of your content post Radio Techers, where can they find you? Um, well, firstly, we need oh. to discuss something: oh. the player and uh, top bins. Yes, I'm sorry. I tried to close the show too early. <laughs> he just wants to get rid of me, folks. He really does. What? That's what my internet problems are. I, I, it's I always kind of cutting me off. So for 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 context, uh, I'll let you in on a little bit of a, a an inside joke, not inside joke here, but just some behind the fourth wall kind of stuff. I always feel terrible on on Wednesday nights because we do this recording like it's Wednesday night my time, but it's like three in the morning Mags's time, and I feel terrible that I keep him up this late, right? So I'm always like, hey, let's let's kind of go so we can get Mags off to bed. I know he's a busy man and all this, and you know, he's got like 500 shows he has to do on Wednesday. Wow, <laughs> look at that. <laughs> Can't pay a compliment without negging. No, I'm not. I'm not knocking you. I'm just saying. Look, you're a busy man. I I feel like I don't. Like I, I feel bad for taking up this much of your time. And um, I, I tell you time and time again, don't feel bad. It's a, a pleasure to be involved. I know. I I appreciate you, sir. I really do. I really do appreciate you. Uh. So yeah. Okay. Top bins and player of the show. Okay. So for player of the show. I'm tempted to go with Bobby Firmino again. I thought that uh, he's really kind of been bright, but I can't look past uh, Scott McTominay. Two goals uh, in very quick session, uh, a great performance from, from Man United. Yeah, 
Yeah. I mean, I, I don't disagree. Yeah, Scott McTominay, uh, instant impact uh, on that game. I, I really, I mean, I struggle uh, to disagree with you, in all honesty. Um, obviously, Bobby Firmino and Mo Salah both put on great performances. Um, I'm actually going to go with Tammy Abraham. I think that he again showed that he uh, uh, outperformed. Uh, you know, uh, people that have been brought into the club on uh, huge contracts, huge wages, and yet he's the guy bringing home the wins and and sealing the deal for for Chelsea. So Tammy Abraham, for me, uh, getting his brace would be uh, player of the show. So it's, it's a great pick. Uh, going on to uh, top bins, uh, we had a. A plethora of really, really good goals. Uh, quite a few coming from the Liverpool game. Um, I thought that um, the captain, John Henderson's goal, was a peach. I thought that Bobby Firmino's second goal was was deftly taken, uh, the little chip over the keeper. And obviously you can't rule out uh, Mohamed Salah's uh, uh, top corner curler. That was uh, absolutely glorious. And then in the main our game, Scott McTominay's uh, first goal, that kind of a... Uh, uh, swerving grass cutting shot was a was a beautiful finish. But I'm actually going to go for a, a goal from that match. I'm going to go with uh, um, Dallas's goal, the last goal of the game. Uh, Leeds six uh, one down at the time, and he uh, he just hit an absolute peach. Uh, opened his body up. Uh, took out a couple of defenders with a curling uh, shot into the top corner, beat one of the best keepers in the world in, in De Gea. Uh, and I, I think that goal resonates more with me because of it was a, a great goal against a, a dominant Man United performance. And it was it was just kind of typical of Leeds not letting the heads go down and really playing the BLs away right to the death, even, even when the game was way out of their reach. So, yeah, I'm going to go with mm. Dallas for Leeds. Uh, I... I'm gonna go personally with Mo Salah's curler. Uh, that was that was a wonderful goal. Um, I typically don't give Liverpool the goal of the week. I'll give them Player of the Week, but I, I typically don't give them Goal of the Week um, nearly as much. Maybe 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 you guys go back and check the stats on it. Prove me wrong. I don't care. Uh, but yeah, no, it was just the cherry on top, and it was a it was a, a big enough goal to to maybe seal the deal on Mo Salah getting perhaps what's rumored to be. Another contract extension with a with a little bit of a pay rise there. So, uh, uh, I, I've been reading other rumors. Uh, I know that uh, obviously he's had uh, interviews with uh, Spanish press. Obviously, it's, there's not been any mistake about that. I think that uh, who knows? I think that they might be willing to to settle uh, in on uh, on him sticking around. Who knows? We'll see. We we shall see, um, but yeah, uh, if he is, if Mo Salah is to stay or if he is to go, that was a beautiful curler that uh, that he made there. Um, obviously, you could go with pretty much any any goal from that game. Um, obviously, too, uh, this is not to take away from Scott McTominay who put in a, a fantastic performance himself, and and obviously, I'm a big fan of that first goal that he scored. Uh, again, very skulls esque. Uh, mm-hmm. per- performance there by uh, Scott McTominay. Um, okay, Mags. Now, if the people love Radio Techers so much and they love hearing your insights, where can the people find more of your content? Well, I have more, as as Tanner loves to 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 say, I have more 
podcast than any human should ever have. So you can find them down here. Go right. to this here on the Twitters, find me, and there you will have links to all the content that I do. Yeah, just uh, you know, go, go go that way, go go that way, and then and then look down. You'll see Mags' Twitter handle right there. Mags, um, he really, uh, as much as I banter with him, uh, he really and truly is perhaps my favorite content creator that's out there. Um, and, wow, and ma- that's a massive honor. Yeah, and, and and maybe I'm biased because obviously um, you, you you do this very show. much so. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, considering the wide range of of topics that Max discusses, whether it's here doing football here with Radio Techers or uh, discussing uh, MMA with five rounds every uh, Saturday night, uh, or uh, if he's discussing wrestling and saying very naughty things while we do a live stream, uh, or you know, discussing wrestling in a podcast, I form. don't know what you're talking about. I don't. <laughs> I can't remember that that happened. Just just check out After Dark Six Straight to Hell, where we review WWE Armageddon 2000 here on Shooting Sports It, and it went very After Dark very quickly, it, very it went, very quickly. It went straight to hell very quickly. <laughs> Um, but no, I, I, I love mags and I'm so happy that we get to record as frequently as we do. And I, and cheers, buddy. I, I hope that you and yours have a, a wonderful, uh, and, 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 and blessed holiday. And the absolute same too. I hope the, the Tanner household has uh, the best Christmas, uh, possible in these, uh, in these very, very trained times. And obviously I, I know the kind of, uh, the, the plans for the future. And I'm really excited to see where that, that goes and where that, uh, where that takes not only you, but us as a, as a team with mm. you, me and Stephen on Radio Tech as a, can't wait to see what the future brings, what 2021 brings for us all. Yes, 2021. It's going to be very, very exciting. Uh, just so the cat's out of the bag. I'm moving up to Waco, where Tony on Sports lives. So if you if you're familiar with the other channels, the other shows that are here on Shooting Sports Ish, Tony's obviously the big boss. I'm moving up there, not not to be closer to Tony. That's kind of weird. Uh, but uh, <laughs> I'm moving up there. Imagine if that was the reason. You just, just moved to, to be closer, closer to, to you, Tony. I just want to be closer to you. <laughs> now I'm moving up there uh, to. I'm actually com- going to be completing firefighting and EMT training, uh, whereas uh, my my wife, uh, Mrs. Texas gentleman, uh, she'll be actually uh, looking into law enforcement careers. So uh, lots of fun times, lots of great memories uh, to be had. But obviously, with Radio Techers, things. We'll be continuing to get bigger and better as time goes on. And I'm really excited uh, for for a lot of the stuff that we have planned. It's going to give me a, a little bit more of an opportunity to create more content throughout the week. Hopefully, Mags and Steven can join me. And uh, maybe we'll be doing some some live watch-longs. Maybe we'll be doing more format like this here. Y'all tell us what you like. Put in the comments. Tweet at us. Tweet at me, at Texas Gentleman, right there. And uh, in, in, as you can see, my Twitter handle right there. Or tweet at us at radio techers which is like right above mags as you can see right there uh yeah right that way no that there it's i I feel like this is like a this is this is a great part of the show where we we try to figure out where things are Uh, (laughs) um uh so yeah check it out (laughs) uh also check out 
Also, check out Thrive Fantasy. Tell them that we sent you. Uh, Thrive Fantasy is doing uh, uh, more fantasy for, for football as we uh, do here, so make sure to check them out. Tell tell them that we sent you. Uh, it'll, it'll definitely be worth doing, for sure. Um, besides that, Mags, I've got nothing else for us this evening. It's been a pleasure getting to talk to you uh, once again. Uh, no Steven tonight, but hopefully this weekend we'll get some of Steven. And maybe a special guest. And maybe a special guest. Mm. We'll have to wait and see. <laughs> Alrighty. Y'all take care. Know that we love you. And thank you again for tuning in to yet another episode of Radio Tackers. Bye-bye. Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.